Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. Just want to get this out of the way right now. Kids, teens, online in the room, you are going to be mad at me in the next five minutes or so. <laughs> Parents, give me about 10 minutes and you'll probably be mad at me. And by the end, I am confident the devil is going to be super mad at me. And uh, hopefully by the end, you're not mad at me, but I'm giving you kind of like, I'm just preparing you, okay? This might get uncomfortable, but that's, that's the gospel. That's the... I think church should. I think church should shake us up a bit. So it's going to be good. And, and it's, again, this is because I had to deal with some of this stuff first. So anyways, um, I'm going to kick things off with a prayer then, because I think a prayer is good. I'm just going to pray something Paul prayed, because this is good for all of us, right out of Ephesians 1. Uh, God of our Lord Jesus, the anointed, Father of glory, I call out to you on behalf of your people. Oh, yes, Lord, this is what we do today. Uh, give them minds ready to receive wisdom and revelations. They will truly know you. Open the eyes of their heart. Let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you're calling them to embrace. Reveal to them, to us, the glorious riches you are preparing as their inheritance. And let them see the full extent of your power that is at work in those of us who believe. And may it be done according to your might and power. Amen. Oh, if you never know what to pray, just pray the Bible. It's good. Okay, well... So uh, we are on a series, Habits of the Heart, based on this book, Habits of the Household, by Justin Whitmill Early. Uh, Whitmill, great middle name. It's a good middle name. Anyways, uh, you know, um, encourage you, get this book so you can work it through with us. It's really great. And um, we are going to talk today, chapter four is what we're covering, and it is screen time. We're going to talk screen time, everybody. See? Kids were like, oh, yeah, you're right. I already don't like you. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, like, I, like I said, uh, I'll say it again, screen time, because for anyone in the room that's already scrolling on their phone and already on Instagram, it's like, what? Sorry, what are we talking about? Just trying to get you back, or maybe you're online, and you've got a tab open, and you're listening to this message, but you're already shopping on Amazon on another tab. So <laughs> stick with me, okay? Screen time. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. <laughs> I know. And maybe you're like, wait, wait, wait. I came to learn about Jesus today, not screen time usage. Just, just stick with me. There is gospel truth in what we're talking about today. And, uh, you know, even the tagline here on the book, what is this about? Practicing the story of God in everyday family rhythms. Practicing the story of God in everyday family rhythms. It's the little things, it's the rhythms, it's the moments, those are the times that really shape and define us. And uh, that's really important. So that is what we're going to do. Uh, and God, God is big on habits, uh, especially in the household. Uh, I think this verse really kind of communicates that when he's talking to his people in Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7, he's talking and he says this, he says, Make the things I'm commanding you today part of who you are. So he's, he's telling his people something. He's saying, this is what I want. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you're sitting together in your home, when you're walking together down the road. These are just everyday normal occurrences. Make them the last thing you talk about before you go to bed, the first thing you talk about the next morning. So God's all about habits, routines. Get this in us so we can form and grow together. This is really good. Now, Admittedly, while this, main book, while this book's the main target is 
kind of, you know, for parents to help with kids. I, absolutely, this applies to everyone. And even today, you know, don't, don't like tune me out and be like, oh, he's just talking to, to parents on how to help kids. I don't have, I don't have kids or I'm, I'm too young or whatever. Uh, this is for all of us. And so I want you to apply this. All of us need, need this in some way. And, and I'm going to get into the why. I don't want to just jump into how and like da 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 da. Uh, I want to take some time and unpack why, why this would even be a topic of conversation in church when it comes to Jesus, following Jesus, stuff like that. We will get into that. I think it's important, like I said, this is an area of struggle for me. I was figuring out that when I was in junior high, high school for sure, I averaged up to seven hours of TV watching a day. Wow. Not a week, a day. That was my life. That was like, mom's like, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know what, what I was doing. But I just like, that's, I would do my homework in front of the TV. I would eat and, oh, it was terrible looking back. But, you know, it's so easy to be consumed by what's put in front of us. And so I get it. In fact, that's not just like past me. That's still like my inner desire. Like if you were like, JD, hey, guess what? Um, you get a day all to yourself tomorrow. What do you want to do? I'm like... I'm going to go watch Spider-Man No Way Home all day in the theater on repeat. Like, I'll just sit in the theater all day, and that will be the best day of my life. That's what I would do tomorrow if I had a day all to myself. So I always just, like, I always want to be entertained. And it is, like, I can see it. It can be an addiction. Like, 100% all the time, I'm just like, I want to be entertained, entertained, entertained. What's going to entertain me next? Oh, it's so easy to be overwhelmed by that. And screen time is a big issue because it shapes our, our beliefs, our, our habits, our, our attitudes, our mindsets, and it brings formation. So the question today is not, hey, our screen time, is our screens okay? How much is too much? That's, that's not really the question today. The question is, for parents, for all of us, but for parents, are you forming your children or are you defaulting to letting screens form them? Are you forming your own life, or are you being formed by what you're consuming? That's the bigger question. Formation, what is forming you? Is it happening intentionally, or are you just letting whatever happen? This is a fight for formation. It's never easy, but it's always worth it. Now, in God's big story, we are all becoming someone. We are being shaped in his image, we are being formed in some way. And that's the biblical idea of formation. And Romans 12, 2, many of you would know this verse. It says this, do not conform, say conform. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Conform, transform. So Paul seems to assume that formation happens. Formation is a default, it's a part of our life, it happens. And so we are either being formed, conformed to the world, or we're being formed, transformed by God. Either way, formation. Either way, our heart is always being shaped. We are always going in some direction. There is no neutral when it comes to our hearts. You can't just coast and be like, I'm good. Woo. It's like it, you're going one way or the other, and it takes intentionality. And so for all of us, parents, kids, singles, whatever, Either we will form our screen habits or our screen habits will form us. And so this is a really relevant topic today. It's like screens. Oh, okay. I see why we're talking about this. Because what bigger thing is there when it comes to formation in our lives? Like it's so key. It's so huge. It would be silly to ignore this. 
We're in a fight for formation. And you, uh, but you might not be with me yet. You might be like, aren't you being a little dramatic? Like a fight for formation. Really? You think there's that much power involved? Consider the stakes. If we don't teach our kids about sex, screens will be happy to do it for us. If we don't help them understand their identity, screens are more than ready to blur the lines and confuse them deeply. If we don't teach them that buying things won't make them happy, well, hey, screens will teach them that being a consumer is the way to status and satisfaction. If we don't teach them that even something simple as nature is meant to be enjoyed and respected, screens will teach them, hey, looking at pictures of nature is enough. Knowing about something, that's the same as experiencing it. That's what we'll communicate. If we don't teach them that vulnerable personal friendship is essential, then you know what's going to happen is screens will relentlessly nudge them towards liking their way to loneliness. And if we don't teach them that silence is a sacred space, a sacred place where God can speak to our hearts, then screens will make sure they never, ever discover silence. Screens will rob us of silence if we aren't intentional. Screens are one of the strongest habit-forming mechanisms other than addictive drugs, <laughs> really. Screens are like free drugs. What do we think our kids are going to do if we don't parent them? It's everywhere. Woo, this is the greatest. So, you with me so far? I know the kids are mad at me. I'm sorry. I know you're mad at me because you know I'm going to suggest limitations. Parents are mad at me because they're like, oh, this is going to mean change. If God convicts me, then I guess I'm going to have to do something about it. <laughs> Can't just be convicted by God and ignore it because I love him and I trust him. Ah, shoot. What's going to happen? Hey, that's not, I'm not here to like tell you to do anything. I just want to present this and throw out options, and then let God do whatever in your heart, but let's trust him today. Let's see what he does. So, all right. So in current culture, limits are bad, right? right? Oh, don't you limit me. I need to live a limitless life. Limits are bad. They get in the way of our freedom, uh, and you know, the, so we need to like get rid of the limits to be happy, but and really, this is the struggle even all the way back to the very beginning. Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, the desire to be limitless like God. I want to be like God this way. I don't want limitations on me. So we, we recognize this. But in God's big story, limits are the way to the good life, even the way to happiness. And we know this because Jesus embraced limits to bring true freedom. In uh, Philippians 2, it says this, talking about Jesus, though he was in the form God, he chose not to cling to equality with God, but he poured himself out to fill a vessel brand new, a servant in form and a man indeed, the very likeness of humanity. He humbled himself, obedient to death, a merciless death on the cross. So Jesus put limitations on himself for the bigger purpose of freedom. The gospel says that God created us for true freedom and relationship with him, and we messed it up, and we kept running. You read the Bible, especially the Old Testament. We keep running and running and running away from God, so he sends a rescuer. He makes a way to fix a broken world, to save us from sin, from ourselves, and to invite us into new creation. This is the gospel, and we are called to live the story of the gospel out in every area of our life. It's not easy, but it is our calling. And so I think an important thing to remember is this. We don't, we don't sacrifice kids' formation so we can have an easier life. Now, I think we want to. Like, part of it is just our, our nature is just like, 
ah, they'll figure it out. Like, I just want to keep doing this. Like, that seems so hard. We don't, we don't sacrifice our kids' formation so that we can have an easier life. We sacrifice the ease of our own life so kids can have biblical formation. It will take intentionality. I got to sacrifice. I got to put in work to figure this out. I got to be intentional and all this, but it's worth it. Nothing's more important than being shaped in the image of Christ and being transformed, not conformed, to the pattern of the world. And uh, Philippians 4, 8 says, let me go there. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Everyone just, just say beauty and truth. Come on, that's good. Fill your minds with beauty and truth. Meditate on what is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is virtuous and praiseworthy. Beauty and truth. And I think that is something we can do. And hopefully, you've boarded the train with me, you're on this journey with me as we talk about this enough that it's like, okay, I, regardless of where this is going, yes, I do agree. Curation, being intentional, that's probably a good thing. I do want to live a life that honors God. I, I, I want to head that way, and I recognize things could get in the way. So let's talk curation. Curation is the intentional selection and handling of something. That's what it means to curate something. And so in this battle of formation, what we need is curation. Now, nobody is asking you to give up screens. Nobody's saying, I'm not saying they're evil. Right? I mean, screens are awesome. I'm using one right now to speak off of. They are helpful for knowledge and entertainment and productivity. For some of you, that is how you are watching church today. Uh, you know, there's many of you that, that that has been the only way you've been able to do it for a long season. So, hey, screens can be great. There's no doubt about that. Many of you are taking notes on your phone right now on this. Uh, but when it comes to screen, we do, we do want to curate, and curating can be painful. I acknowledge that. It's tricky. Setting boundaries are never fun. They're rarely easy. They always require wisdom. What's right for me, my family? What? Ah, aren't you just exhausted thinking about it? <laughs> I know for me, it's like, I actually find it easier to like, if I was going to fast food, like I'm not going to eat food, I would find it easier to go an entire week eating nothing than to try and eat really healthy all week and just avoid certain types of food. Carbs and sugar, like, oh. Like for me, I don't know about you, but like the reality is I think it's almost always harder to use something responsibly than to stay away entirely. Right, like it is hard to use something, like my phone, like my device, whatever, to use it responsibly. Oh, that takes such intentionality. It's almost easier to just be like either all or nothing. So let's talk a little bit about curation. I hope that there's some things in here that speak to you, encourage you, give you ideas that you can go talk over with your family or even just your own life, all of these things. The first step of curation is setting limits. Yay! Uh, a mistake I realize that we've been making in our house uh, is that screen time really kind of could be any time. My kids didn't really know when screen time was allowed or not allowed. They did have to ask. They didn't just have free reign, but it was just like, can we have screen time right now? Oh, let me think about it. I don't know. There was this battle for that. Uh, it's important to have rhythms and patterns when you can create expectations, you know, when and when not. Like, those are important. So when kids know when they can or can't, they will fight it at first, but they will ultimately accept it. This is just the way it is, especially if you stand your ground. The same is true for us adults. Come on. If we know... Okay, I got to work in the morning. So once 11 o'clock, I'll be done. Now, sometimes 
you will go way past that, even though you knew. But sometimes that will be enough. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to watch another one, but I should go to bed. You've created a limit for yourself. And sometimes we actually do stick to it. Humans are able. <laughs> we are capable sometimes. Um, you know, and so we recognize that that's not always easy, though, uh, to do those kind of things. We function best within limits, especially limits we understand. And so I really encourage you, too. It's like, keep giving the why to your family. Remind yourself of the why. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I need to stop or I need to change this or whatever it might be. Um, explaining the why is so good. And it might make things a little weird. You might seem weird. Your kids might think why do we have to be the weird family that, like, I can't watch that show and I can only watch this? Well, as Pastor Craig Rochelle says, normal isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> Great, be normal. Normal isn't working. <laughs> so, some quick suggestions for healthy limits. Uh, again, in the book, uh, Justin explains these way more detail and way better, but just some of his examples that I thought were really good. Pick a day. Uh, like a Friday family movie night. If your kids know, your family knows, hey, this is the night we get to watch them, they don't have to ask you every day of the week. <laughs> it's like, hey, can we watch a movie tonight? Is it Friday? Mm, fine, okay. You know, like, pick, pick a day. Uh, another thing, screenless car rides is a suggestion. Instead of just everybody on their own device doing whatever, hey, have conversation, listen to something together, figure something out. Uh, movies for kids when companies are over. We did this last night. It was great. We had, we had family and the kids can go enjoy something together. And even then it was like, well, can some of us go watch a Marvel movie and the other kids watch a lower movie? And I'm like, no, you guys watch something together. This is a together moment and you guys go do that and the adults get to play games at the kitchen table. This is great. Uh, movies of friends' houses is another suggestion. Um, being gracious, come on, let us not judge each other. Be gracious with each other's choices. We're all on a journey, and uh, I know that what, what is okay at my house might not be okay at yours, or what's okay at yours might not be okay at mine. Like, if we can be gracious, and we know that there are certain, knowing kids are going to be somewhere, we can trust those parents. If you trust them, it's like, great, I, I, I can have some grace there, and we can work that out. Um, screen Sabbaths was a suggestion, going screen-free for a whole day a week. Some of you maybe already do that. Some of you are like, what would I do? <laughs> like your eyes already twitching. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, time limits on devices. Some of these, like, it's, there's actually really practical things we can do that just make it easier to do the things we want to do anyways. If I just set some time limits for myself, oh, you know, I'm going on Instagram and, bleh, oh, 15 minutes is up. Okay, fine, whatever, I, that's long enough. Oh, I didn't even realize it was already that long. Uh, kids, come on, kids, if you give them predetermined time limits, uh, we do that. They can't go over thin. Everything's locked down for them. Like, it's, we are a little strict that way. But it, they can ask, but they can't just go free reign. And here, here's why I say that. I was thinking about this. Uh, teens, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I might bust you on this. But does your teen have, un this is just something to think about. Does your teen have unlimited use of their phone when they go to bed? Just, just think about this. I don't know, I, I don't know. Um, but if your teen has unlimited use of their phone, they go to bed, good night, see ya, and they could decide to do whatever, look at whatever for as long as they want, um, maybe that's the reason they're grumpy every morning, because they've been up till 3 a.m. on TikTok. I don't know. Uh, if there's no limits, why would they limit themselves? And I'm sorry, teens, but it, it could be the thing. Parents, uh, you might be like, ugh. But worse than endless scrolling, or auto-playing every video that comes up, and the sleep deprivation is actually the exposure to harmful things. Come on, 
The average age that someone is introduced to porn is eight years old now. And that's, that doesn't even shock me anymore. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult to find that kind of stuff. Eight years old. And if there is no, if they don't even know, understand how to cure it, of course they're going to find it. We have to be fighting for these things. Uh, Cyberbullying, online predators. There's so many things that, you know, and again, it's like, oh, you're, that's, that's not going to happen to my kid. Okay, I hope not. But it's happening to someone's kid. I think... We need to protect. How can we protect if we don't curate? And so um, isolating screen time, like just by ourselves, I find that's rarely beneficial. Like, yeah, once in a while, it's nice to maybe watch a movie alone or da-da-da, but, but really, I don't find that's overly beneficial. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 18.1 tells us, uh, let me see here, whoever, where is it? Whoever pulls away from others uh, to focus solely on his own desires disregards any sense of sound judgment. <laughs> In any area of your life, when we just pull away, this is just what I want. I don't want to hang out with everyone else. I'm going to go in the bathroom and, and, and just do this. I don't want to be with people right now. And I understand there's moments of that where it's like, I need a little break or whatever. But if we're doing that, that that's rarely beneficial. So I do understand that there's exceptions as well. I mean, there's, there's sick days. Your kid's homesick. Okay, they're probably going to watch something. Uh, rainy days, a reward for hard work might be extra screen time. And again, he goes over so much more of this, which is great. And the point is not to obey rules for rules' sake, but to let limits guide you into wise decision-making. We want limits because we recognize, and we know this in our own lives, when we have healthy limits in place, it helps us make wise decisions. Why wouldn't we do this with one of the biggest influencers in our world? And I'm sure that each of us, we're winning in some way. Some of you might be like, actually, I got pretty good rhythm going with this. Good for you. Others, it's like, oh, I haven't even like, considered this. But, but actually, I guess we do this one thing, or I have told them this. Hey, take whatever win you can. Let's just grow. Let's be intentional. But God is always wanting to push us a little bit further. So if you want to create some new limits, uh, here's some quick tips. Again, you can find these in here. You can follow through, like just stick to your plan if you say you're going to do something. Uh, remember that the right amount of screen time for you and your family is almost certainly less than what you're comfortable with. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll lower it to this. This might be better. This, oh, oh, that's uncomfortable. That, that probably is the right thing then. That's just something to consider too. And then, of course, set the example and model it. I can put restrictions on all my kids' devices. I can limit their screen time. I can clearly communicate the rules. But if all they see is me sitting on the couch looking at my phone and watching four hours of sports and ignoring everything else in the world, I've failed. What is the point? They, uh, kids are formed more by the example we set than the rules we communicate. So we need... We need this in our lives. Are we living a curated life and intentional? Then our kids will see, oh, it actually works. <laughs> it's not just mom or dad focusing on me instead of everyone else. Second step of curation is, uh, so the first one was setting limits. The second one is choosing well. Choosing well, uh, you know, you can fill screen time opportunities with good choices. Psalm 101.3 says this, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. <laughs> Whoa, that's a tall order. I just failed just thinking about that verse. But at least we can take a step in that direction. At least we can have a goal. When you take the time to be intentional, you're placing value on kids, you're placing value on yourself. So some more quick examples. Uh, make a watch list. 
When you create lists, you give them choices with boundaries. If you've taken the intentional time to say, oh, you want to watch a movie? Here's some choices. Pick from this. Uh, and do you realize what you're doing when you do that? You are taking back the power of curation from big tech. Here's the thing. No matter what your flaws, you are a better parent than Netflix or YouTube or the, or the App Store. You are a better parent. And someone is going to curate what your kids watch and what we watch. It may as well be you. So curate what you watch. Save yourself a heartache, a headache. I wish I had thought of that earlier. I remember going into movies and being like, sure, this will be good, and walking out like, oh, I wish I knew what that was really about. Oh, guess what? We can now. It's actually pretty easy. If you need help deciding what's appropriate, here's a quick tip. All you do, go to Google, put in the movie title or the show title, and add Parents Guide. There's going to be two things that are going to pop up almost every time. CommonSenseMedia.org. Great place to, to check and see, or, or IMDB, Internet, uh, internetmoviedatabase.com. Go to the parent's guide, and it lists out everything. It's like, here's uh, the, the sex and nudity rating, and here's actually what's in it. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, no, I don't want to see that, or oh, that's, that's a lot of F words, or whatever, whatever it is. You can know these things ahead of time. It's actually really helpful. I do this for my kids. I do this for me. Oh, man, it helps me so much. Um, or you could do what my father-in-law did and record over movies. <laughs> Way back in the day with my wife, he would record on VHS. They watched The Matrix, and Joy was like, there was a whole scene that she never knew what happened because there were so many swears in it that he had edited it out, and she's like, I have no idea what happened in this scene till years later, till I was responsible enough to watch it. So you could do that too, but... <laughs> few other choices. Uh, pray about it. Come on, that's, I, uh, that is not a super spiritual answer. We are spiritual beings. We should be looking to God for those kind of things. Holy Spirit can help us choose what's best for kids and ourselves um, in whatever you need to do. Just praying. It's like, you know, just watching this show or using this app or playing this game. Is this, is this getting in the way of me following you? Is this okay? Um, you know, those are the kind of things. Take some time to think through. Uh, Acts 24 Acts 24 tells us that it says, uh, it says, I always do my best, where is it? I always do my best to live with a clear conscience toward God and all people. So you can also talk to other parents. This is a good thing. Talk to other parents. Hey, what do you do? How do you work through this? Get, get, uh, God can speak to us through a lot of people. Uh, the third thing is be present. The world is not safe or appropriate. It isn't. But instead of worrying about the appropriateness of our world and stressing over how many swears they're hearing in a day, engage with them, empower them to walk through those things. I know, like, Marvel movies, we loved them. It took a while before I was ready to let my kids watch them, and it was different. I knew some people that had watched them way before with their kids at younger ages, some that were like, nah, I'm still going to wait. Great. But we started to talk it through, and it was like, kids, these are heroes, but they are not perfect people. They make bad choices. They say bad words. We don't agree with this. Let's talk about this. Uh, you're old enough now to know what is right or wrong, but we're still going to talk about it after. You know, I pulled my own version of VHS editing. I remember the first Iron Man first movie, and it was like the scene that Tony falls into bed with a girl, and I accidentally, whoops, turned off the TV right before. I was like, whoa, what happened? They're like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. Huh. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. We're good. That was my little thing. <laughs> Look, it is better to teach kids and yourself how to navigate with wisdom than pretend you can avoid it entirely. That is naive. We can't avoid it. We will not be there the first time they hear the dirty joke at school or whatever, but if we can empower them and teach them and ourselves how to handle these things well, we will do a good job. We can explain the brokenness of the world and that we are broken too. So, if we have 
no boundaries, we are asking for chaos. Now, the flip side is if, you are, if we are too strict, we're asking for rebellion. But if we walk this path together, parents, with kids, just even in your own life, you know, maybe the friends you're hanging out with, what is their consumption or what? Like, if we just walk this with grace and intentionality, I think we'll be okay. Kids, I want to encourage you, <laughs> teens in the room watching online, trust your parents. They are not perfect, but they're trying to follow Jesus. Give them grace as they navigate how to lead you. You are their responsibility. It's their job to do this. Parents, believe in your kids. Don't just naively assume they're little angels that'll never sin. Oh, Johnny will be fine. He would never. <sighs> no, we need to be realistic, but also at the same time believe that I can empower them and I know they're going to do okay. And for all of us, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to let him guide us as we make decisions, as we embrace new habits, not because it's the good Christian thing to do, but because we don't want to be conformed to a world. We want to be transformed by Jesus. This is our desire. So hopefully, none of you are mad at me anymore. Hopefully, the devil's mad at me and, and, and what we're doing, because hopefully, as we continue to change look, grow closer to God and be intentional with our lives. He loses ground in our lives. And oh, he can have a lot of ground in the area of screen time. And if we begin to curate and be intentional, he's like, dang it, I was really just starting to, you know, stir up their desire for this or profanity or oh, that woke agenda was really getting in there. Oh no, I am losing that, you know, like whatever it might be. The habits we build today could save a generation. We need to be aware. First Peter 5.8. It says, most importantly, be disciplined and stay on guard. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around outside like a roaring lion, just waiting and hoping for the chance to devour someone. Again, I love tech. I love screens. They are not bad, but our enemy will use any trick he can to keep us from relationship with God. And we need to know. We, we need to recognize this. Last verse I want to read, James 4. Uh, says this. Says, well, I'm going to invite you to stand up as we wrap up today. I know it might seem overwhelming sometimes. This seems like a big thing. Uh, it is. It's a, it's a big, like our world revolves around so much with like screen time and stuff like that, but it might feel overwhelming. What hope do we have? How do we get this right? And I just think James really encourages us. He says this, you may think that the situation is hopeless, Right, listening to this, you could leave here, and you could. You could just be like, I don't even know if I'm going to try this. That is way too much work, and what difference would it make? You may think that the situation is hopeless, but God gives us more grace when we turn away from our own interests. Ooh, there it is. God gives us grace when we actually start turning away from our own interests. That's why Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he pours out grace on the humble. So, here's what we do. Submit yourselves to the one true God, fight against the devil and his schemes. If you do, he will run away in failure. Come on, there is hope. There, things actually can change in your home, in your own life, or whatever it might be. If you do, he will run away in failure. Come close to the one true God, and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands. You've dirtied them in sin. We gotta admit it. I've messed up. I have sinned. I have made mistakes. Cleanse your heart because your mind is split down the middle, right? Isn't that our world? Your mind is split down the middle, your love for God on one side and selfish pursuits on the other. Submit to God, 
fight the devil, draw close, wash your hands, cleanse your heart. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but Jesus, Jesus makes a way. And so I just want to invite us as we wrap up today, the most important thing we can do, this message really was all about Jesus. We just need Jesus. We need to walk uh, our lives following him, and we don't want anything to get in the way. We want to use things to actually propel us forward. And so I want to invite you, nothing makes a difference unless we are actually first submitted to God and surrendered to Jesus. And I want to invite you to just pray a prayer with me, and online you can join as well. And why don't you just repeat after me all together and say, Lord, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for Jesus, that he died on the cross to remove sin and shame and came back to life to give new life. I embrace that life. I admit I'm a sinner, but through Jesus, I am made whole. And Lord, help me to live a life that honors you in every part of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.